Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Welcome to the Golf Channel Podcast. I'm Rex Hoggard and joined by U.S. Ryder Cup Captain Jim Furyk. Thank you so much, Jim. And I want to point this out. You're on the Callaway Learning Center, Experience Center. You're working on your game. PC, some, PC. some people don't think that. that you play anymore. Some people think that you're just going to be a captain. So there I just wanted to point it out. Well, it's probably because I haven't played since uh, last week was my first event since the RSM in November, which was my first event since maybe August at the Deutsche Bank. So uh, usually take some time off in the uh, fall and winter and uh, this time I needed to kind of both mentally and physically recharge. I played a lot of golf after my surgery last year, but uh, no, I'm, I'm planning to have a full schedule this year, which is now about 18 to 20 events for me. And uh, looking forward to both, uh, you know, having two roles, you know, being a, a full-time professional on the PJ Tour and, and also uh, getting ready for the 2018 uh, Ryder Cup in Paris. I do want to ask you some Ryder Cup questions, but to get to your game, you, you were out the first five months of last season, like you said, with an injury. Yeah. What was the worst thing you did over that five, six, seven months, and what was the best thing you did over that five? What do you mean six, by the worst thing? What was like the, what was the thing that bothered you the most, day in and day out? Therapy, talking to the doctor, not being able. I missed one major championship, so missing the Masters that was the worst. And I went to the Masters, did a little work corporately, uh, was on the grounds, said hello to folks. That was tough. That was tough to be there. Know you're qualified, but you can't play. What was the best thing about being having some time off? Just you being home. Time? Just being home with the kids and Tab and. Uh, you know, getting to watch them play ball, different events. My, my daughter plays volleyball, my son, you know, a little baseball here and there, and uh, being home, just being part of the normal routine and being dad. And, uh, you know, when you, when you spend three, four, five, six months at home and you're not working, and it's time to go back on the road, it's tough. You know, you get a tear in your eye because uh, I enjoy being around them so much. To go on to the Ryder Cup, um, one of the things that got brought up, and Paul McGinley said this a few years ago, talking about the the secret book that they had that they passed down from captain to captain. I think it was more metaphorical than it was real, but it, it seems to me that's where the U.S. is right now. Yeah, I think we probably got a little behind in that realm and that, you know, they, they had a, a committee that got around and talked about how to improve each and every year. They had a lot of experience um, at their captaincies and, and therefore, not that we, you know, our captains did a great job, but they had probably a little bit more symmetry in how the team was run year in, year out. Um, and I think that's what we were trying to do as a, as a task force, then as a committee, and then following in the Davis Love shoes, you know, just trying to, to provide a, a great experience for the players that they could succeed in, which all captains do, again, but uh, doing it more similar year in and year out and kind of building a foundation. What would be the most important thing you think you learned at Hazeltine that you can take to Paris? The most important thing? Uh, there was a lot of lessons. There was a lot of lessons. Um, 
from your interaction with the players, from uh, interaction with the media, from uh, being able to tag along a lot with Davis throughout the year. Um, and I think a lot of the, I learned a lot from each and every vice captain as well. I learned a lot from Bubba Watson, Tiger Woods, Steve Stricker, Tom Lehman. Um, every one of those guys brought a different talent and a different style to the game. And so I think because we're a diverse group, uh, we brought a lot to the table and we're able to help out Davis quite a bit. Of the nine Ryder Cup captains that you played for, who do you think you're going to be most like? Your captaincy, your style? Um, you have to be yourself. Um, you can't... I admire each and every one of them uh, for, for what they did and how much work they put into it. And, uh, and I thought they were all very successful in their own right and, and, and very, very good. Um, but what I learned from each and every one of them is you, you, you kind of, you know, if I go into a team room with the rah-rah and trying to pump everyone up and smack them on the rear end as they go out, they're going to look at me like I'm out of my mind because that's not my personality. So I think uh, I'm not going to try to emulate anyone. Um, but I really got to see, it's, it's, a, it's not an unfair question, but the answer will be unfair And that, you know, the one that I'm probably most like is Davis, but, you know, he's got a quiet personality. We're similar in a lot of ways. And uh, I got to tag along. I got to see him do it uh, from a captain's perspective rather than a player's perspective. But I enjoyed being a player in a lot of those and enjoyed uh, a lot of private moments with each, each captain, uh, the way they handled their team. And I learned from each and every one of those. You know, I, I have something special, probably a little, you know, a, a little tidbit in my pocket from each captain that, uh, that I'll try to put in play. One of the things that David said, Davis said, and again, your personalities are the same, that, that he did not like the most about the Ryder Cup was giving the speeches, not being the rah-rah guy. That's not his personality, right. but you still have to give speeches. What, what is one of the things that maybe you're looking at and you're thinking it might be a challenge to you? make sure that prep wise I'm ready for any situation up down and different um, you know I, I think uh, the speeches are definitely hard I mean you want to be motivational you want to be but it's got to be sincere it's got to be honest it's got to come from the heart and it, you can't overdo it as well I mean these guys are professionals they they get ready each and every week and they're highly successful at what they do I'm not sure there's that much, you know, it's about providing an atmosphere. I think um, hardest for me. Did Davis tell you that before he went in or after he came out? He said it both before and after. Gotcha. He, did, he said it was hard for him. And the picks, obviously. I mean, that's one thing the captain's always yeah, pointing out. Yeah, I mean, making the phone call to someone that you haven't chosen is obviously a a bad thing to have to do and it's equally as rewarding and fun to probably call the guy and tell him hey you're on the team and listen to the reaction on the other side so I've been on both ends of that phone call on, on the other side receiving it um, and I respect the captains who had to make those calls so um, you know I'm not sure how about we revisit this in about two years and I can tell you what the most difficult spot is because I think there's there's a handful of things that are very challenging um, I hope they're not difficult, and I hope we get through them just fine. And, and uh, but it's a challenge. It's a it's a it's a big task and a big job. And as I said, my, my goal is to be really uh, just highly prepared. You know, be ready for any situation that may hit, and in that way, you never feel like you're uh, you're going to have to make some decisions on the fly and have to 
you know, wing at a times probably, but as little as that as possible would, uh, would be my choice. You mentioned earlier today that you want to take a scouting trip to Paris to yep. see the golf course. Absolutely. And you said around the Open Championship time. Along those same lines, Fluff has been with you so long. Yep. He understands the golf course. What's going to be his role? And scouting the golf course and getting well i'm not sure there'll be as much as scouting um he's a guy i have out of the bag now for 18 years i mean i, I trust him i confide in him uh, i think he reads me very well as far as my personality and and wants and needs and uh i would you know already talked to fluff about being over there you know davis had uh jeff over there as you know his confidant uh, he had drew driving him around it's a different scenario with your son um but Mike will be in, you know, in charge of uh, kind of taking care of the caddies and, and organization, and he'll have some folks from the PGA of America there to help him with the technical side of things, you know, with uh, all the all the texts and emails and just trying to organize everybody as a group. It's it's a, you know, as a captain, you have to definitely you want really good people to surround you. And I've got a lot of tools. I've got the uh, the Ryder Cup committee with both the PGA of America and the players. Um, I'll have five, four to five vice captains there with me that I thoroughly trust in and I know can do a great job. Fluff will be there. Tabitha's obviously, you know, I consider her uh, part of myself. It's Team 1A. Uh, I'll trust in my father. I'll trust in Bob Rotella um, a little bit from the messaging side. And, uh, you know, it's a big group. And so delegating authority and, and letting these guys do what they're very good at uh, will be, you know, Everyone kind of has a defined role and, and let them help out as much as they can. You, I think last week Pebble Beach was your first start of the year, if I'm not mistaken, and you said it was almost like the first day of school. Yeah, I say that every year. I like to throw it out. It is, you know, everyone's happy. You make a couple, double bogey on the first day and you kind of laugh it off and move on. It's not as easy in, uh, not as easy in August. September. Yeah. Along those same lines, were you treated differently because you now have the title? U.S. Ryder Cup captain? Well, I think it was the first time I was out and we announced the points system. We announced the timing of the captain's pick. So, uh, of course, I, I think everyone was the first A little bit more popular, maybe? Well, <laughs> it's my job to get to know some of these guys I don't that have the potential and the ability to make the team. And um, there's a few young guys out there that I don't know very well that I would like to get to know. Uh, there's going to be some guys that maybe aren't on anyone's radar right now. They're going to be close to, to making the team in points or making the team in points next year. So I have a real good relationship, I think, with a lot of the players that have played on these teams year in and year out, and they know what to expect from me because they've played alongside me for so long. But I know some of the young players as well, the Jordan Spees, the Ricky Fowlers, um, guys that haven't made the team yet, like a Justin Thomas, I, I consider friends, and I, I know them well, and I'll, I'll lean on them to meet some of the young guys I don't know as well. And, uh, and if I happen to see them on the range in the locker room, uh, I think I need to be a little bit more outgoing. A little, you know, I feel like I'm an outgoing person. I feel like I'm friendly. Uh, I'm usually not overly talkative, and I probably have to make an effort to be be a little bit more so this, you know, these next two years. I'll let you get back to practice. But one last question: You mentioned the young players. Uh, if Phil doesn't make the team, and, and if you don't make the team, uh, it seems like it's a new generation. And kind of the next wave is coming in of, of all these young players. Are you viewing it that way? Yeah, but I still think we're going to have. You know, we're still going to have some some grizzled veterans. I mean, you look at guys that have played on a bunch of Ryder Cup teams, uh, and I'm going to forget folks right off the bat, but, you know, the Matt Kuchers and the Zach Johnsons and the, you go down the list. Dustin uh, to a certain degree Dustin now. Johnson. Jordan's have, is going to be stepping up as, you know, he's a leader right now. The guys look up to him because it's not only good on the course, he's good off the course. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a changing of the guard, whether it's, you know, whether or not Phil makes the team, we're still, um, 
you know, we're still going to have some young players that are going to step up and now take a leadership role. And I look forward to that because the teams are, you know, you want a team that has some young guys on it. It's a, it's a great energy. It's a young vibe. It's, it's excitement. Uh, but you also want some, some uh, veterans there to, to let them know what to expect and to show them the way. You know, I look at their side, you know, Roy McElroy and a Thomas Peters. Thomas was with us here at, at Cowley earlier in the day, and they were a formidable bunch. You know, Rory's the fist pumping, yelling at the crowd, having fun. Uh, and Thomas is usually very quiet, you know, and together they made a great, great pairing. Rory brought Thomas with him a little bit, and Thomas got excited and fist pumping, but, you know, they went undefeated. They won three matches together, and Thomas won his, his singles match. So, uh, you know, you, you want those types of pairings, and you need a little youth sometimes to kind of boost the veterans. Thank you so much for your Thanks. time, Jim. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Mm -hmm. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.